first uh, show of the year. Uh, kind of exciting, isn't it? We're in the year 2020, and I don't know what you thought when you were a kid, but what I thought when I was a kid is that by 2020, we'd be having flying cars and, you know, all kinds of really cool stuff, and we'd have bases everywhere on the moon and Mars, and we'd be building starships to other other planets, other star systems, but uh, instead what we have is uh, iPhones. So uh, we're going to try to make do with that, I guess. This is 2020. This is what this is the future. I wonder what you thought the future would look like. I'd be very interested to know if you um, you have any thoughts on that. You can go ahead and put them in somewhere in the Beacon of Light radio chat. And if you're not a member of that, you can ask to become a member of Beacon of Light Radio, uh, the chat group on Facebook, and then you can comment and leave questions or make nasty comments on on my show or about me if you want. Uh, people do that. But it is a new year, and, uh, you know, a lot of times this time of year people make resolutions. Most of them don't keep them. Uh, I think anybody who goes to the gym on a regular basis – would note how busy it gets right after Christmas time and the holidays. And then, um, you know, within a week or two, those people are mostly gone and you're back to your regulars at the gym. And, and that does happen. And, and you know, that's okay. Um, it may start something for people that will help them in other ways around the year. Uh, as the year goes along, most people like to, you know, make some sort of resolutions. I don't. I, I never do. Um, this year or this previous year during the holidays in December, before the year turned, I I went a different direction. I spent some serious time and some serious, rather intense uh, meditation talking to uh, Jesus and uh, a few other people. And really asked for some specific things. And the cool thing is, is that uh, those things have started happening. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, 
I don't, like I said, make resolutions. I just sort of said, hey, I'd really like this in my life, and I'd really like that in my life. One of the things I wanted was, um, you know, stronger friendships, stronger relationships with people. And I've had a new one come up that's been pretty rewarding so far. I hope it continues to be. All my um, all my relationship um, type relationships end up being it seems like the people always live a long ways away like hundreds of miles like for some reasons god god's putting a several hundred mile radius around me saying hey this guy's radioactive stay 800 miles away from dave barra before you when you start a relationship i don't know if that's for my protection or for their protection or what the deal is but it seems like the last several relationships i've had have started um, uh, as long distance stuff. And I'm not really sure what that's about. Um, I hope to learn more about what that's about as time goes on, as I learn more stuff about myself and stuff about the people I'm interacting with. <clears throat> I did have a relationship last year uh, with a woman that was uh, actually in the local area, only about 20, 25 miles away. And it was nice. It didn't work out in the end. Um, but it was nice. And, um, that was a change of pace for me. So having someone local, but, um, you know, we're all trying to find the right match. And I know it's a big thing people think about, um, as they go, uh, into the future. And it is important to have someone, I think, um, by your side. And by that, I mostly mean, you know, men and women usually in relationships, there are, I know, same-sex relationships, and a lot of people get off into all kinds of genders and stuff that I, I don't pretend to understand, so I'm not going to attempt to uh, evaluate any of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but I know a lot of people think a lot about relationships this time of year. The, the, literally, I went into the grocery store the day after Christmas, and the Christmas candy was gone off the shelves. And all the good stuff was already sold by the time. I mean, I got there at like 1030 in the morning and everything was deep that you would want to eat was gone. And uh, they were literally loading up the Valentine's Day candy stuff. So I know at this time of year, Valentine's starts coming on and it gets kind of hard for people. I the thing I really miss is I really miss um, not having someone to kiss meaningfully on new year's eve that's something i would like to be able to celebrate in the future and you know life is is hard going through it's hard going through life uh by yourself on your own without financial support and without um you know the sort of reliability you can have and reliance you can have on other people um another person a significant other um at the same time i think you know, the way men and women treat each other and their expectations for each other in this country um, <clears throat> at this particular time in 2020 is about the worst I've ever seen. And, um, you know, my parents they didn't get along great all the time, but my dad loved my mom. My mom, you know, I think admired my dad and uh, they, they were together 39 years until my dad passed away. Um, so that kind of relationship is not something we see much anymore. And my hope is in the future, we can begin to understand our own natures a little bit better 
and um, and through that we can uh, uh, nature why me is the nature of man and women and 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 so on and that we can understand what the needs are for each um, and understand a little better I feel like you know for most of my life when I was younger it was a male dominated society and it's kind of switched to where the popular culture is more a female dominated gynocentric as some people say uh type of of uh pattern and so i think it's gone a little too far one way and then a little too far another way and so we need to find a place in the middle where people can find um peace love and contentment and hopefully a lot of happiness and that's kind of one of the things i wish for people in 2020 uh i don't think there's any substitute for love in your life um, whether that be love and caring, nurturing, uh, romantic love, erotic love. I just think it's really important that people have that. And I hope that those of you who want that kind of thing in 2020, that you find it, uh, that you find it soon. Um, I talked, I had a post and I just wanted to bring this up. I posted this on Facebook and, um, I got a lot of reactions almost exclusively from, from women. And it is kind of a, uh, of a, I don't know what the word is. Uh, well, it's a little sexist, let's just say. But what I posted last week, or earlier this week, was if a woman doesn't work hard to impress a man, he will move on. It's our biological nature. And what I meant by that is that it is our biological nature. Where our imperative is to find someone to partner up with. And... Um, Men, I think, definitely look at a woman's uh, sexual desirability, her youth, her beauty, these types of things, and and <clears throat> what she can provide to help him in his walk through life. Where and I think when that's not given, I, I've been in two relationships where that wasn't the case, and maybe I've gone too far the other way. I don't really know. But um, I do think that, that it's important that men and women understand <clears throat> what the, the most important things are to each other and that they try to, to meet those things. But I think the real problem we have in our society is men don't understand what's important to women. Women don't understand what's important to men. And also, I don't think men understand what's important to men and women don't understand what's important to women. So by that, I think we're just really off kilter in our society. And I hope that um, uh, that we can create a balance there, find more balance, find more understanding. That would be great to see in 2020. And, um, you know, I have kind of a new little friend, a new friend, and um it's long distance and it's going to stay long distance for probably quite a while. And that's okay. Um, cause we're friends. Um, and you know, it's just, it's good practice. So I hope everybody has something or somebody in this, in this year that they can rely on, that they can count as a friend um, <clears throat> and they can meet some of the needs and desires that we have um, in the world uh, as we walk through this world, because this can be a difficult place. There's no question about that. So 
that's my first sort of thought and wish about 2020, both for myself and for people in the future, uh, people that are listening and everybody out there in, in the beacon of light world. Um, the second thing I thought about and talked to God about quite a bit in my meditations, talked to Jesus about was um, my financial situation and and the world's financial situation, quite honestly. Because to me, it's about as bad as it's ever been. Uh, for me personally, it's been very, very difficult this last year. 2019 was a very difficult year financially. Um, I had to face a lot of medical issues that I didn't uh, plan on or think about or even think were a problem um, and dealt with that. And a lot of people around me are dealing with it too, but they're dealing with far worse things than I'm dealing with. I'm mainly dealing with things that are keeping me from uh, uh, working as much as I would like. And um, I'm working on dealing with that. But I think that, that overall, what I see between corporations and government is that they are pressing down harder on the average person than they ever have before. They're asking for more and more from working people, from families, from um, single people, and they're giving less and less than they ever have. If they ever gave anything really of true value, I don't know. And um, there are a lot of people in this country that are working very hard and they're not getting really any financial hope or help or return for that. And um, my hope for 2020, and I think it will come true for a variety of reasons I can't go into right now. Uh, I do think that there will be a rebalancing that begins this year. If it doesn't complete this year, it will start this year. And I think we're going to see a lot more equitable uh, financial breakdown for people. And I think a lot of the people who've been stealing from us are going to be brought to justice. And I hope that that uh, happens very soon. Um, I don't want to get too much into the politics of it, nor do I want to get into the, um, uh, the sort of conspiratorial conspiracy theory stuff. But I do think that there are people who see the problem and are trying to fix the problem. But in my experience in America, you know, when, when I went to school, uh, I went to a very middle class. Um, I lived in a very middle class neighborhood. I went to a, a very middle class public school. Um, it wasn't a rich kid's school. It was almost all white. But that was 1965 or 66 when I started going to school. And um, I went through all the entire system from from primary school, elementary school, junior high to high school. Um, and basically everybody that we were with, it, it was pretty much we were we were all on the same level economically in a lot of ways. Um, there weren't too many people that were getting, you know, free lunches from the school. There weren't too many people that needed aid or assistance. And it wasn't really that readily available back then. Um, but everybody's moms and dads could work and they had, most of them had jobs and most of them, you know, were able to make ends meet and, and eat decently and, and live decently. Um, and today I just don't think you see that as much 
and um, you know, I see things like, like, um, like school buses. You know, I used to walk. I think it was a mile and a half to my high school every day for three years. And there's nothing wrong with a mile and a half walk. I mean, there were days I wish I didn't have to do it. But it doesn't hurt any kid walking a mile and a half across busy streets to get to school. It just doesn't. There weren't there weren't any that many. I can't remember anybody having an accident or being hit by a car on the way to school or anything like that. And now I drive through the town I live in here in the Seattle area and I see, you know, school buses picking up kids. And I can see that literally see the school that they're taking them to, you know. From where I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting behind the school bus while they load the kids up. They're driving them two and three blocks because every kid in every school gets on a bus now. And I just think that's crazy. Um, I think it's nuts. I drove by a, a high school in my area um, called Tahoma High School. And I looked at this building. It tore up one of my favorite golf courses to build this high school, by the way. And... Um, this thing is like three or four stories tall. It looks like, I mean, it looks like some corporate headquarters. It's got a full football stadium. It's got multiple baseball fields. It's got a separate soccer field, all with field turf. I mean, they must have spent half a billion dollars or more on this facility. And I'm just like, is that really where we need to be putting our money is building these massive school facilities with all these amenities. Um, now I think there's a better place to spend it. And that's probably in the classroom for the kids rather than building these magnificent edifices. So at any rate, um, I think there's a lot of problems with government, uh, really overtaxing people. It's, it's strange how the older I get, the more people I know that throughout their lives have not been in financial difficulty but are in financial difficulty as they grow older. Um, I think that's because government demands more and more from us and gives less and less in return. And um, I also think there's a, um, you know, I, I'm encountering, I think for the first time in my life, some age related issues with um, finding job opportunities. I was told I should cut my resume down um, to just the last 10 years. And so there are things like that that are happening in the world and it's making it more and more difficult for people than perhaps it used to be. And I really hope this year that we start to get our country and the world on a more stable, uh, more fair financial, um, bearing footing. And I think that it's one of the things I did talk to Jesus about, about my own personal life that, um, you know, things were getting pretty difficult for me at times in the last few months. I've been off work since August and, um, I have been dealing with some health issues. Those I think have improved greatly and I'm happy and thankful for that. Um, but it's been a tough year for me personally. And, um, I think it, uh, it uh, is a, uh, a difficulty for a lot of people these days. Uh, a lot of people, even with two working parents, are having trouble making the mortgage payments and uh, 
and all that kind of stuff. And I worry that Seattle, my my area, Seattle is becoming San Francisco. I'm really worried about that. I see it more and more. Uh, and I'm really disappointed in that, that we couldn't have done better and avoided, looked down and seen the problems in California and avoided a lot of the same mistakes. But instead, people here seem to be in a rush to um, to emulate those places. And I just don't understand why. But, uh, but a lot of those people that are implementing that stuff weren't really from here. They weren't born here. They didn't know what it was like growing up here. So um, it's interesting, something I'm working on, something I'm thinking about. So along with that, as we enter a new year, I think there's always important things that people want to know what's going to happen this year. What do we think is going to happen this year? You know, do I have any predictions for 2020? I used to do predictions all the time. And um, I go on my website or go on Facebook and give my 2020 predictions or whatever year it was. I haven't done that in recent years. But I do think we're, um, we're getting closer to some things that are going to be very, very important. Um, I think we are going to see great financial changes in the world this year. That is a prediction. Um, I, I wonder, are we going to have revelation of, um, of contact with beings that are not from here? <sighs> they may be, everyone wants to know when we're going to meet aliens. When, they, when are they going to reveal and disclose aliens? And I'm like, well, I don't know if they are because I'm not sure if that's how we would describe them. Let's just say that there are, I think, extraterrestrial entities on a lot of levels. Um, some may be what we would call aliens from other planets. Some may be beings that are native to this world that we just simply don't know about, can't see. Uh, is that going to happen this year? Um, I know there is an occult group that wants to keep that secret forever but i do think it's becoming a part of the american consciousness that there's something more going on than what we're being told and i think if you ask people in the last poll i saw some number that 76 percent think that there are alien beings or that we've been contacted by them in some form or interacted with them and um <laughs> And um, that we're going to eventually, you know, see them. And I, and I do think that's possible this year. I think it's more likely it will be in the coming next few years. Um, I don't think we're quite there yet. I don't think humanity can quite handle it yet. But I do think with the proliferation of, of communication, the Internet, um, YouTube, places like that where new things can be communicated, new information that's never been revealed before can be sent out. I do think that those things are going to contribute to a continuing revelation of um, uh, interaction with, let's just say, non-human intelligence. And let's just kind of leave it at that. Um I mean, I think there's some great stuff out there already. Some of these ghost hunting programs, I really think are amazing. Some of the things that they find and they see. Uh, I, personally, I've had personal experiences. I've talked to Jennifer about at length, and we talk about them all the time. And 
um, producer Jennifer. Jennifer Flawed Duran. Daring? Daring. One of those. Um, Doring. Doring. <laughs> I can't get that right no matter what. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't look like it's. Uh, I don't know. It just does. It's spelled. I don't know. I pronounce it differently than it's spelled. Doring. Anyway, um, you know, we've talked about these with the different entities. Do I think that's going to be? There's going to be a great revelation. No, I don't think so. I do think in the coming years, certainly within the next decade, it, it will be obvious to everybody because I think our technology is climbing to the point where it's going to be pretty much impossible to um, contain and conceal the fact that we know about this stuff. It's been going on for a long time. And um, I do think that eventually, um, if you want to call them aliens, let's call them aliens. Somewhere down the road, three, four years maybe, um, we will um, have that sort of disclosure where um, we will begin to see these beings in our lives. And I think we will also begin to see them as part of our lives. In other words, I think you may live in a housing development next to an alien family. I mean, I just, I just, that's kind of what I see for the future. Don't ask me what I'm basing that on. It's not on anything other than gut instinct, but I think they'll become a normal part of our lives. A lot of them. A lot of other things I think will be more, um, continue to be more occulted uh, because they're kind of scary. And, um, uh, but there are people like the guest I had on last month, um, Bob Cerritos, the the big bear medium. And he's just been contacted by so many um, humans, so many beings. And even he said extraterrestrials that want his help, you know, crossing over and, and, and going to the other side, to the next dimension up. And, um, yeah, I do think we'll see that. I'm not predicting that for 2020, but I think it'll be something that we should think about in the future. Um, I know everybody's interested in politics. So do I think Trump will be removed from office because he supposedly has been impeached? Um, no, I don't. Uh, I'm hopeful that he won't. Um, so that makes marks me as a Trumpist, I guess. I'm one of those people. So you're going to have to live with that if you want to live with the show. Um, I think that the fact is, is he hasn't even been impeached. Uh, until the impeachment articles are delivered to the Senate, there is no impeachment. So he hasn't been impeached. Uh, I don't think there will be a trial. In the Senate, I think they will reject the impeachment articles. I'm predicting this before they get to a trial because a trial will reveal wrongdoing by people on both sides, Democrats and Republicans. And those people would be brought down in corruption scandals if everything that's gone on were to actually be revealed. So I don't see that there's going to be a uh, uh a removal from office or even prob probably not even a vote. They may vote on whether to accept or reject the articles of impeachment in the Senate. If the if Democrats ever send them to the Senate, uh, I have some doubt that that's even going to happen, but uh, no, I don't think he will be um, removed from office and no, I'm not sure he's even been impeached yet. 
and you'll, you'll be able to say in the future that he was impeached in office. Impeachment is simply saying we are bringing this charge against you. Um, that's all impeachment is. It doesn't actually remove him from office. The trial then takes place in the Senate, and will they remove him from office? Uh, they need 67 votes, and I don't see where they're going to get 67 votes unless they come up with something um, pretty much out of left field. Like they have pictures of him, you know, doing some horrible things, which I don't think they have, because if they'd had them, I think they would have used them long before now. This is one of the problems with the Trump narratives, the negative Trump narratives. And I think people who are of spiritual uh, of a spiritual bent and especially empathic people need to um, to think about. And that is that they've been looking at this guy for decades. I mean, he is, is ta- they talk about his tax returns. The guy has been audited by the IRS every year since 2005. So 15 or however many straight years, his tax returns have been audited, forensically audited by the IRS. So, and they haven't found anything. And the reason why is because, unfortunately, he's a little like a Julius Caesar, if you know your history in this way. Uh, he doesn't have anything that they can nail him on. I think he's basically grew up um, as the all-American boy. I also think he grew up, you know, and grew kind of as grown arrogant. And he's rough. And he's uh, tells people exactly what he's thinking. He doesn't have a great filter. He doesn't play politics and he doesn't dance around issues. He says what's on his mind. Sometimes he says things I don't agree with. Um, sometimes he says things that I wish he wouldn't say. But all in all, um, I think, like I said, if there were some great crimes that he was hiding or some great illegal dealings, they would have found him a long time ago, and they haven't found him. So I don't see him being impeached. Now, that is a different possible prediction than will he be reelected? Um my answer to that right now is, I think, is yeah, uh, a huge yes. I think he will be elect- reelected, and I think it will be a very large margin. And the reason why is, is that first of all, the people that are running on the Democrat side, and I'm going to get into politics, so you know, knock on wood. This is just all my opinion. You can drop it. You can do anything you want. On it. You can disagree with me. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, call me names if you want, but this is just my opinion. Um, the people I think on the Democrat side, there's no one that could beat him in a one-on-one race. These polls that show Joe Biden beating him in Pennsylvania or something. I mean, let's, let's get serious. Joe Biden can't seem to keep his eyes, his mouth and his hands off of little children at rallies. I mean, it was some rally last week and said to some 11-year-old kid, well, hey, let's talk after the the event here. And I'm like, really? And the whole thing about the hairy legs? I'm just, I, I don't, and Joe, I just think isn't, isn't um, really mentally altogether there enough to withstand uh, Trump in a debate. And, um, and the other thing is, is look, folks, like a lot of people have, have said, not just on Fox News, but on other places, you know, things are improving in this country. 
and they've been improving ever since he took office. You can talk about the stock market, and I think that that can be kind of a red herring sometimes. You can talk about, um, you know, this whole, are we going to have a war with Iran kind of thing? I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but the fact is, is that unemployment numbers, uh, you can argue with how they calculate them. I don't think it's fair how they calculate them, but they're the lowest they've ever been since we've been measuring them. Black unemployment is way down. Hispanic unemployment is way down. Women, there are more women employed right now and working in this country than ever before at any time in history. There are more women like Jennifer Falad During who run their own businesses. Did I say that right that time, Ken? Uh, no, Dave Barra. During? Is it during? Like, during Door. the session? Door. It's during. Door. Door ring, door Fallot like like the like the doorbell rang, like door <laughs> ring. <laughs> Doring, who you know run their own businesses, and um, you know God bless them. And I just the opportunities for people now are bigger than they've ever been. And also, there's just I think reached a point where identity politics. Um, this guy's a racist. Yeah, Trump's got like he's got a wall full of awards from. African-American organizations that he's helped in employment. He's hired them for his projects. He's gotten all these awards down the years. They all, of course, try to ignore that stuff now. The media does when they report on him, but it's like, okay, whatever. Um, and his, you know, even I was re-watching, this is something that I do, and I have to admit that. I was re-watching um, some of the election night stuff from 2016, and it's kind of hilarious to watch because you watch as people – slowly realize things aren't going the way they were told things were going to go. And one of the things they noted in that election is, well, there was an, in, this supposedly there was supposed to be a big increase in Hispanic turnout, and that would just crush Trump in Florida. Uh, but it turned out that, like, twice the number of Hispanics voted for Trump in Florida as they thought was going to vote for him. Their poll said 17%, and he got, like, 33 percent of the Hispanic vote, which really put him over the top of Florida. Um, I think the conditions that you see in America today are significantly improved in many, many states. And a lot of the states that uh, he did not get in 2016, uh, Minnesota, New Hampshire, look, New Hampshire, there was massive cheating. So we won't even go into that. But um there are a lot of states he didn't get that I think will probably go his way uh, in 2020. So depending on who they nominate right now, the main candidates, I think, are, are really are very, very weak. They're extremely left wing to the point of openly calling themselves socialists. And, you know, let's face it, you're not going to I don't think you're going to win in downstate Indiana or even rural Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, calling yourself a socialist. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Even a lot of labor groups, labor unions, the union leaders, not so much yet, but a lot of the labor groups are falling in behind him. And I think that sets up with a strong economy, which is normally an indicator. And with, I mean, the guy's personal popularity ratings in there's two polls that were the most accurate on the total vote in 2016, Emerson and I um, can't think of the other one. I want to say Zogby, but that's Rasmussen. 
you know, and they've got Trump at over 50 percent. And and when you built in the bias, every single poll it's taken polls more Democrats than Republicans. That's just what they do. Um, they think more people identify as Democrats or they use registration numbers or whatever. But it's like never a 50-50 split. So the polls are always a little tilted. If they've shown Trump at 50 percent, then he's probably pretty far over that number in a lot of places. So I don't see a pathway I may be wrong. Things, something may happen between now and then. Um, I don't know. But I think he's in a very strong position to win re-election. So my prediction is he probably will win re-election. He will win more states than he won um, in 2016. He'll probably keep everything he won in 2016. And he'll probably add states like New Hampshire, Minnesota, possibly New Mexico, Colorado, or Nevada, I think those are states that are um, uh, also potentially in play. So we'll see what happens. You know, 1972, George McGovern ran against against Richard Nixon, and he won Massachusetts in the District of Columbia. You know, Walter Mondale, when he ran against Reagan in 84, he won the state of Minnesota. And the District of Columbia, and Minnesota was his home state. And I think they, I think they said if two votes in every precinct in Minnesota had changed and gone to Reagan, Reagan would have won all fifty states. So I think we're in a situation where it's going to be. Um, I don't think what Congress is doing currently with this impeachment stuff is playing very well. And so to make my prediction, and I'm using my my Swami hat here, um, I do think Trump is probably going to win uh, re-election. Now, as far as other things that may happen um, this year, I think there is going to be, like I said, a big financial change. And I think this is going to be for the better for everyone in this country. Um, I personally am looking forward to this. Uh, For me personally, there's a lot of opportunities out there that might come through. That would be great for me. Um, But I think it will benefit everybody. So that's kind of where I am with where I think we are at the beginning of 2020. I've gone through some personal stuff and some uh, other things. I'm not sure what's all what all's on your minds. Um, But I think that uh, it's going to be a good year. I think 2020 is going to outshine 2019. I think a lot of the divisiveness and the. the stuff we've been putting up with the last three or four years, I hopefully is going to go away this year. Um, and I think there's going to be a great deal more opportunity for people um, in this country and in, in the world. So, so with that, I want to bring in Jennifer Fala Doring. Did I get it right that time? Doring. Doring. I said that. Doring. That's all right. I'll beat you later. <laughs> and talk to her a little bit about what's on her mind for 2020. She can ask me what I, you can ask me what I think about this or what I think about that. We can go ask Jesus. We can. All right. What do you, think? Well, what do you want to know? Well, I kind of want to know um, when the first big financial change is going to occur. For you personally or other people? Well, for me personally and for a lot of other people, five or six million other people. And I think he knows what I'm talking about.
Okay, I don't know why the, the angels always refer to it as a solstice, because I think typically we have a summer and a winter solstice. Mm-hmm. We also have a spring. Okay, they call it the spring but... equinox. Yeah. Okay, so that's okay. around the time that he's talking about it. It's almost like in a, it's like this wave of abundance, and so as a whole, uh, which I I I'm not into astrology or anything like that. I don't get into anything complicated. I just ask the angels questions, and they give me information I don't understand. So, <laughs> but this is the time that he says is it's a huge trans transformation for everyone. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, I think everybody's starting to inch towards that right now. Right. Um, it's almost like we've all been, like it's been raining so long, and then we're starting to get like a, a sunny day here and a sunny day there, and people start emerging from their homes, you know, from the last three, four years. Yeah. Like, Could yep. it be? <clears throat> Could it really be? And um, I don't... I'm not saying that the last three or four years were all bad, but it just seems like it was two step forwards and one step back. And some people yeah. had some yeah. pretty tough times. Um, he's saying that this time was a period of transition. Yep. And, and that um, transition cannot happen too fast or... Um, like with the body, you transition to something too fast, you go into shock. Uh, the mind, if you learn too fast, you forget it. Um, so it, it's almost like an energetic transmission, uh, tr transformation that everybody's been going through. I don't know what to name it. You know, I'm sure everybody's got all kinds of fancy new age names. Um, right. But everything as a whole is going to get more positive. I think, I think we're getting a lot more light in. We're getting a lot more... Uh, positivity out of people because what's happening with people is they're starting to make a change. They're starting to make a turn. They're starting to say, okay, I'm sick and tired of all... There's so much negativity in the world that they're just like, I am so sick and tired of that. Now, people who are like to embrace that yeah, are getting worse. Yeah. But the people who are on the fence are kind of like, yeah, sometimes in a bad mood, sometimes in a good mood. But they're so sick of it. They're tired, yeah, of the that of they're the back like, and you forth. know what? I've had it, and now yeah. I'm going to tell you and the universe and everybody else that my life is going to be better now. And so uh, it's almost like people are starting to consciously create that more. Right, I agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah, and that timing is consistent with what some other people have, have told other people that I know as well. And um, that there's going to be a big a big change. But it's always three months away. I don't know why it's always three months away. But it always I seems know. To be just around three the corner, months away, just over the hill. Whatever. <laughs> um, the thing is, is uh, for me personally, too, and I, in my meditation, I had a very powerful meditation, I think, a few weeks ago. I had talked to you about it. And... Mm -hmm. You know, and in that, I talked to uh, Jesus about a very specific amount of money. And, and then after that, I, I will say this, that an opportunity has come up to potentially, that could potentially make that amount of money come true. Um, and it's something that. based on something creative that I've done. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if, if he's, that's kind of was his answer 
to that. I think that is maybe his answer to that, is that opportunity. Well, um, I think you're right. (laughs) I am like the biggest cheerleader for putting it in. I remember having a conversation with you. Um, maybe right. on a on a low day for you, and um, oh, yeah. and I remember you're like, you're like, so you gonna ask this Jesus guy what he's gonna do for my life and blah blah blah, and Jesus is like, uh, like I really want him to come into my life and make it better, and right. I, you know, it's 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 funny because he actually said to me he has to ask me, yeah, because that's one of the 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 main rules of the whole entire universe and all of existence, you know? The right. dark side wants to interfere with your free will because they can cannot create without us right. because they've turned right. away from the creator. We're all creators. Right. So we have completely, and it doesn't seem like that, but that's what's going on. Um, the problem is everybody else is creating at the same time. So yeah. if we spend our life in negativity and fear and saying, Nothing's ever going to get better. Everything's so terrible. I'm never going to ha- have this. I don't have enough money. I don't have this. Well, you're telling the universe you're creating that experience. Um, and when you reach out, and I, I said, I don't want this anymore. I want things to be better. I want things to be better. And, you know, I don't. I need help. Yeah. Well, you have to ask for it. You have to give right. permission for them. So, I mean, anybody listening best thing you can do reach out you know if you believe in jesus i highly recommend it but if you don't that's fine reach out to god and i and um the universe whatever you want to call tell him tell him listen i'm not doing a good job here um i need assistance i need intervention please take all of my worries all my concerns and bring me the most positive of results most and positive so, outcome you can you can bring me, yeah. Yes, and, and I put this in your hands. I'll do whatever you need me to do, but, but help me. And that allows them to come in and say, "Okay, well, this is this is you've given me permission to do it." Right, and uh, you know, I think too, it's not it, it it does start with God, whoever you think God or the universe or whoever you think uh, um, is the most powerful being or entity or energy in in your world um you do need to be intimate with them and tell them meditate on that and tell them exactly what was going on i had a i had a, an experience the other night that i kind of want to share um i was just going down to pick up dinner um take out spaghetti was great fantastic restaurant down here by the way but anyway i was going to pick it up and i just imagined my father who's passed sitting in the car next to me and i said to him you can and my point is, is you can call on call on the big guys but you can also call on your your family members your guides angels uh you know people that have passed that you that you know you can call on them for help too and i called on my father my uh earthly father and i said i i I know there's this money coming out there, out there that was coming to me, and I'd been told it was coming to me, but I was told it could be, you know, another four or five days before it got to me. I just said I would really like that money to come to me um, 
today so that I can make sure I can make rent mm-hmm. on Sunday night. And, you know, I've never really been at that point where I didn't have the money to make rent. Never been there. But yeah. I came as close as I could this, this particular weekend as I've ever been. And I imagined him sitting there and I talked with him and I told him what I needed and I went home and uh, I woke up the next morning and the money was in my account and it had been placed in there (laughs) just after midnight. And the interesting thing was, is that the conversation was on a Friday, which is really usually the last business day of the week. Mm -hmm. But the money had been deposited on a Saturday, which although there is business conducted, it's not normally conducted on Saturday. Uh, wire transfers and things like that. So I was um, very pleasantly surprised, and I thanked. And be sure and thank them. I mean, thank Jesus and thank your father if you ask him for help or your guides or or the archangels. Um, ask them and thank them when they when they come through for you. I think it's a good a good rule to go by. Yes, definitely. And you can also. You can also form your prayer on your requests in, um, by, you know, saying right off the bat, thank you for, for bringing my daughter home safely, or thank you for helping yeah. us out financially this month. Because what right. you're doing, that's a very powerful statement um, right. of, of faith, because we have been told that even before you ask, it is given. And that's an interesting line there because you think that well I just had this idea and I just asked okay well that gets back to planning your life before you get here right and they know that there's going to be a point in time where you just that you ask and um you know you could have been sitting down with them at a big table before you came down here and make things real simple and said you know well i really do need I'm, i need i need a boost of my faith at this time in my life yeah i need, right. I need more sure. so what i need you to do is i'm going to ask you in the car one day to help me get that money and then i want to wake up in the morning and i want it to be there and yeah so you it's just funny. what you do is you just have a have a um, a pre-incarnation powerpoint presentation now dad i'm going to need you to come in at this point in my life and give me you yeah. know help me with this money who knows blah, blah, blah. that could have happened but also what else yeah. could have happened is um when we write out this life um we we have signposts that we like like times when we will just uh that's where deja vu comes that's almost like a recollection of what we wrote before. And when you have a lot of deja vu, you know you're on track. Um, but you, your dad, could have been talking in your ear beforehand. Mm. Put the idea of don't worry about it. It's going right. to be, you're going to have it tomorrow. The money's going to come tomorrow. I mean, you're not listening. And you're like, oh, my God, Dad, can you make sure the money comes tomorrow? And it's like, sure. Right. And then, like... <laughs> and yeah, then... That's, I mean, the thing was, I didn't even really ask for it for tomorrow. I just said, I need it now, basically. I need it now. And hours later, it was in my account. So, well, I was asleep. But, yeah. Yeah, they will, yeah, drop, I mean... they will drop ideas in your head to reassure you. Um, right. To help you, to um, guide you. The angels will do it. Your, your guardian angels, your guides. God, Jesus loved ones who pass away, some people that you're very close to, they'll drop ideas in your head 
and it sounds like your own thoughts, right? Because if, right. if we started right. hearing other voices in our head, all of a sudden we would think we had a problem. Um, well, so I that's... mean, I have had that experiences experience where what I would consider a an external thought that I didn't make up popped into my head. So I, I have had that experience. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've had that quite often, but it's not like this bellowing somebody else's voice taking control of your mind and saying things in your mind. Yeah. You know, like no, you like know, that. like a mental illness or something. It's basically. Um, I think, like like with me, most of my psychic input comes as a thought in my own voice, in my own head. But, like, when mm-hmm. I, as I've gotten accustomed to the angels and certain, you know, entities, you know, like Archangel Michael and Gabriel, I, I think I've assigned a voice to them. You know, I've right. assigned a male voice to them. Um, but it still kind of sounds like me as a male, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I can't the, imagine what that would sound like. But. The wonderful thing is that uh, the angels told me when I was auto writing before I actually started getting into readings years and years ago. That, um, and I didn't know anything about this stuff. It was all news to me. They told me uh, quite a few things about what would happen to humanity over time. And right. that... Uh, over time, people are going to start consciously creating. Even will even be able to change the weather to suit. Um, I can't. I'd have to find the file where I have it all written down. I can't remember off the top of my head. But they also said that um, um, the light. I said, well, he said. They said the dark's going to be getting darker, and I said. Oh, that's worrisome. You know, don't worry. The light is getting lighter as well. So right. when we get, everybody looks around because they have all this propaganda. They, they've got this constant stimulation because everybody wants to put up the worst news to scare the crap out of you, get you to click, get you to yeah. listen, get you to tune yeah. in. Um, you know, and if, if, if they had like TV stations that went around and forecasted every positive thing that was going on in the world, you'd say, oh, yeah, everything's okay. I mean, look at that. Look at all the love there is, you know? Yeah. But they just don't do that. So everybody's kind of like, oh, my God, the world is getting so dark. It's getting so terrible. And um, what's happening is, is there's always been a lot of darkness, right? Right. Um, the thing is, is that there, you've got a lot more enlightened and loving and light high vibrational people on the planet and yeah. and we're getting a lot lot more so what that does is irritate the darkness so it's like poking a beehive and so they all that's what trump's doing to the democratic party yeah he's poking them that's right he's he poking is. the beehive and they're they're buzzing hard and it's interesting to watch it's actually just so transparent but um it is uh, but I do want to, you know, I do want to say, just think about this little world in your life. It is a beacon of light in a very dark world, uh, in what is oftentimes a dark part of the universe. So, by all they, means, they did tell try me to be though, light. Try to be yes, light. 
raise your vibration. Everybody's been saying that for years and on a mass scale. And when we get start getting these messages on a mass scale, it's something that we're all supposed to aspire to. So um, they'll send it to different people all over the place in different ways. Um, and you've got these teachers that come here and they're all doing it in one way or another. Because, you know, one way will uh, ring true to someone and, and another way to another. Um, but one thing the angels did tell me, I said, oh, when I start, I get very upset when I start learning mm-hmm. about all the horrors of the world. Okay. Right. Um, because by nature I'm, I'm, I'm nurturing and I want to fix everything right for everybody. Um, so I get really upset. And I remember one time years ago finding out about some things that are going on in the world, like human trafficking, things like that. And I was like, oh my God, you know, there's so much, there's so much evil in the world. There's so much darkness. There's so much, uh, and, um, they said, yes, there is, but it does not have to be in your world. Doesn't have to be in your reality, which is really interesting if we could all figure this out. Um, I don't know if we ever will, but yeah, I don't know if we ever. Everybody, there's a collective reality, and then we have personal realities. Right. And within your personal reality, if you remain as positive as you possibly can, um, test it, play with it, start making statements in your mind when you're watching something on the news or if, you know, uh, a worry pops up like, oh my God, what if I can't make enough money for next month? Or what if I can't? No. I am going to have plenty of money next month. Yeah. See what happens. See what happens. I've done this several times. It's not like I can walk around and, oh, I have everything I want, you know, because... There's conflicting realities. There's conflicting things going on, right? You can't control everything. Yeah. And that's yeah, the you can't. that's the lesson. But some things you can. You can create things. Work with it. Play with it. See what happens. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Okay, well, I think we kind of have to wrap up here. I could go on all night, but I only have an hour show. So um, <laughs> I think we're already a little bit over. Okay. Um, I, next week, um, I'm hoping, I'm thinking of having someone on, uh, who I need to talk to you about their availability. And, um, uh, this is someone who interprets dreams and, uh, has been very good at actually interpreted a couple of my dreams for me. So, um, I may be having this person on as a guest next week. So it might be about all about dreams next week. Uh, or we may be back into some more what's going on. There's plenty going on. Um, and one last thing I wanted to say about 2020 is no, I don't think we're on the verge of World War III. So don't worry about that. I don't think it's it's going to happen. Uh, there's too much money for everybody to make uh, for that, World War III to start. That's right what now. I was going to so, say. Nobody's going to bomb their meal ticket. That's right. Follow the money. So anyway all right thanks everyone uh another episode out on the edge radio with dave barra is in the books we will be back next week with i don't know episode what 150 or something like that um so let's um pick it up then and everyone have a good week
and we'll talk to you uh, soon. Take care. Bye. Hang on. Playing you out. Thank <laughs> you.